everybody, this is Eric Frank House from EFP, episode 28. Yep, I want to talk about something that maybe might be controversial, maybe, to some of you. I want to talk about rewarding character development. Everyone's going to say, what the fuck is that? I had a lot of talks between E3, my friend Jay Sonia from Storm Bunny Studios, and just the idea of some things that have missed, specifically with 5e, but honestly, a lot of RPGs in general, tabletop RPGs, all the way to video games. So let's dive into what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how you reward a character for going through development. A way to, I don't want to say add achievements, because I don't want achievement life in my tabletop RPGs but to give them a reason to strive to stay in character and develop them further along as they either level up or get more skills or become more of a character than they were when they started the session. So here's the topics I wanna talk about. What is rewarding character development? Games that we can learn from that are currently doing this, how to apply it to your game, and my overall thoughts on it for the closing. And I know it's only four topics, I usually have a shit ton more, but these are really broad topics and there's a decent amount to cover in each one of them. So let's talk about rewarding character development, all right? Sit down, get your beer, let's do this. So what is it? What is rewarding character development? I don't mean rewarding character development as in I feel rewarded for developing a character. I mean it as in rewarding your players for actually developing something more than what they were when they started. So let's kind of break it down a little bit. When players are rewarded for developing and staying in character, they are more likely to continue doing this. Examples of this are when someone plays a paladin, they have an oath that they have to follow. But if they don't follow that oath to the word, there used to be penalties for what you did. You could get in trouble. You could lose your spells. That still happens in a lot of games. But what makes them stay that way? What makes them stay in character? What makes them take the high and mighty road, the, the good route to everything? Because it's really easy to fall out of character when you don't have guidelines for yourself. Now, I've talked about the moral compass, the grid that I make for my characters. But here's some better ideas as a GM that you can do to help keep them in character and developing that character. So... Reward them. And what I mean by rewards is this. When they are staying to alignment, staying to their bond, their flaw, things that are part of their character background, they should be rewarded for doing so. Now, a real simple way to do this in 5e is, you know, using inspiration. But there are other ways to do this. Maybe they grant a follower to them. Maybe they finally get a better mount than what they wanted. Through doing this, the church provides them with stuff. There are games out there that show this, and they do it through usually something called goals or milestones. Goals and milestones are just that. They're a goal or milestone for that player to look forward to. But what they should really be is small stones to jump from one to the other to make a better version of the character that they have. Um, Fantasy Flight Games uses a obligation system, very similar to this in Edge of the Empire, and then there's other versions through... Age of Rebellion, and through Force and Destiny. But I think obligation's a great idea. You have to do X, and there's a chance that it gets rolled. You make a chart between all the players and their obligation. 
what percentage that is, you know, 10, 15, 20. When they get rolled, stress is caused on the players. In Age of Rebellion, I can't remember the exact term for it, but instead you earn points with the Rebellion to be able to get gear and stuff from them. I think that's a really good way for rewarding your characters for being part of the Rebellion. Well, why not do the same thing in 5e, for example? If someone is playing up to their bond really well or their ideal, and they do it maybe once a session to get a free reroll, they they get an advantage or disadvantage they can put on somebody, or maybe they have a criminal that they worked with, and this allows them to contact them to get illegal goods at a discount. Um, Reward them for following through with that stuff. Because right now, those things seem just to be there to make your background, but they don't actually make your character any better. Yeah, I get that they help players sort of keep themselves you know, in check as they're playing, but it doesn't really drive their character home. Milestones um, comes from some games that I played, like Marvel Heroics, and, and we'll talk about that more in the next, but Milestones the idea of when you hit Milestone X, you gain X or gain Y. And those are a really great way to drive the development of a character as they're being rewarded for following through. So the, the, the idea, let's just recap it, is rewarding character development is that when a character stays within the boundaries of what they've designed their character to be, the personality types, the morals, what they do, people can break outside of it. That happens. We get it. But when they stay in that lane, they stay in the lane of that character, they are rewarded for doing so. It's the same way you train people to be better at something. You tell them they did a good job when they did something. This is the same way of doing that. It's that reward scenario. I know it's a horrible example, but rewarding a dog with a treat for doing the trick, right? There's a time to do it. But you only do it so many times, otherwise they're only there for the treat. You have to make sure you're rewarding them a few times a game, not every time they do it. Um, or unless it's the experience mechanic for the game, because it will be abused. You want them to do it because they're staying in character and driving that moment. Let's move on to the next part, though. Alright, so games we can learn from. And I wanted to jump to this section, because I think this is really the meat of, of this uh, episode today. There are a lot of them out there. I want to give a few examples, of, and I'm going to do tabletop, and I'm going to do a video game as well. But let's start with the most recent one that I've been playing a lot of. And this system is a finely polished version of the Apocalypse Engine, uh, powered by the Apocalypse, which is Blades in the Dark. They literally have decided the way you get XP is either through your playbook, or in other terms, your character class, through triggers, and through doing those you get experience, or you get them through doing desperate actions. And what this is, is it's risky. It's something that if you fail it, there will be a harsh consequence. You could get injured, you could lose an eye, you could lose a hand, and you get experience for doing that. And these experience points are tallied up. Anytime you do desperate action, it goes into that stat, one of the three that are there. If you're playing D&D, it'd be like going into decks if you were shooting or doing something nimble. And these go into those, and you spend those after you get X amount to get better at what you do. It keeps you in your lane. And veering out of those to learn things is harder, but not impossible. You can still do that. So that idea alone, you're rewarding XP not for killing. You're rewarding XP for playing your character that you've decided you're going to play and kind of, again, keeping in your lane and playing that style. Or if you go outside of it, taking experience that you've earned through other things like your playbook and making something else, making making it so you can, maybe you are a sneaky rogue, but you also know how to wear armor now. And it that's those little character fluffs, but they're not as easy to do. You got to earn them. 
There are other games out there that do this. Marvel Heroics is a great example of milestones. Milestones in this game are very different. Milestones allow you to pick, you get three of them. Um, they can be rotated out, and they are things that when you achieve them or use them during play, you gain experience. I want to say it was like 2510 or 248 or something like that. And then there could be ones for the event or the issue that you played. Maybe the issue this time is your Spider-Man fighting Mysterio. And if you found a way to get Mysterio captured, uh, you got bonus experience. You're like, yo, I'm going to trade that out. Instead of my love interest being a focus during this, um, I'm going to take that one so that my goal is to bring Mysterio in alive because no one's ever captured him. These kinds of milestones are different. They're not you doing something like Skyrim, getting experience. This is you playing up a story part of yourself and being rewarded for doing so. And that, I think that's amazing. And I think that is something that could be applied to 5e to make these bonds, ideals, and things that you have um, even more important than just a way to help you decide what your character does on a general way, in a general way. So Marvel Heroics, if you haven't found it, it was from Market Weiss Productions. Well, I'm in my office here. Let me see if I can quickly locate it. Hmm, I'm not seeing it right now. I was going to grab it and give you some examples of things that they do. The book is the book is a little harder to find now. Sorry if it was a little hard to hear, but the book is a little harder to find now. But if you can, get the PDFs. It's amazing. Um, they lost the ability to make anything for Marvel, and because of that, it's no longer being produced for. But that milestone thing can be applied to anything. Now I want to talk about a video game. This is a recent video game. And I had uh, the awesome time of working with one of the narrative directors, Simon, when I was doing ChessX in Orlando. He worked with us. And he worked on Vampire, a new video game that came out. If you want something that is content-driven, choice-driven, where literally any major NPC in the game can be killed, like you can murder any of them. And because of that, you can really change some stuff. So Vampire is a fantastic story, and I don't want to ruin anything, but you are a doctor who has to make the choice of healing people or keeping yourself kind of alive as you play through the game. And everybody has their own little plot points and hooks that you can unlock and learn about. And, you know, sometimes you got to decide, because murdering these people and drinking their blood gets you a lot of experience, but you may lose a storyline. And they do some really cool things of rewarding you for playing a vampire, even though they're detrimental to the storyline. And I think that's some stuff that could be done in tabletop RPGs as well. While the long road of learning about these people doesn't get you as much experience, it may unlock things for you that you wouldn't, not one, not have the knowledge of before, but two, people in case you need them later, or maybe new medical treatments. But if you go murdering people, you may not learn all that stuff. You may not learn what's really going on. And, but you get really experienced really fast. So these are cool ideas for games that we can learn from. And those are just a few. Like Numenera did a good job with uh, connections between players when you make your characters and how sometimes there's a mechanical bonus. I wish they all had a mechanical bonus or a story mechanical bonus. Or if they are using it properly within the story elements, uh, they were told to ask the GM for an asset bonus. I run it that way anyway. It's a fantastic little set of things to look at. And look at the games you are currently playing and if you can you apply them to it. So let's let's talk about that. But first, a little bumper from my buddy.
Magic and Monsters, Marks of Men, is now available on Patreon. From award-winning Game Master Eric Frankhouse comes a new 5th edition setting of High Magic. Learn more at patreon.com forward slash Eric Frankhouse presents. <laughs> Thank you, Drew, for doing a Deckard Kane bumper for me. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, he makes me laugh every time I hear it. Him and I have done that voice back and forth since we can remember. So let's dive into the last section before closing here. How do we apply this to your game or to my game or to anyone's game? There's a good chance your favorite system has some form of rewards built into it. We talked about 5e having inspiration, and this is a good way to maybe flex some of that idea of character reward. So let's say you do inspiration and they follow an ideal, and you tell you got to be transparent. We talked about transparency in the past. Everybody we're playing a 5e game, I know they do a lot of good stuff for backgrounds. I'd like to work it more into the actual system itself. And to do that, here's what I'm going to ask of you. If you are using a bond or an ideal or something that you have, say, hey, I'm going to kind of play to this, this ideal that uh, I, I always steal something that's shiny and I can't really help myself from it and it's hard. And say, I'm going to play to this ideal. I know it's a penalty, but I'm going to play to it. And then your GM, me in this case, would be like, all right, cool. Play to it. I'm going to give you a advantage that anytime you're doing something around this ideal for the rest of the session, you can use. Or... Maybe by doing so, you play a favor to them. Yeah, you steal it, but what they stole is something somebody wants. It can be a problem, but you find a way to sell it. Or maybe you get them a gear or an item. What they steal is more than just shiny, it's important. But maybe not a magic item, but maybe it's someone's locket that was lost, and you can turn that in, and they're willing to give you a place to stay for the night. Little favors like that can go a long way for playing to these ideals, because they did something that's in character, and instead of penalizing them or punishing them for it, they're getting something in return. Maybe you don't always do this, but it is something you can do to help drive that character development. XP or power is another idea. If you're playing in something like, um, let's say, Shadowrun, and people are playing the flaws that they have, Shadowrun's a very harsh system that screws you with your flaws, and it should. That's what they're there for. You got points for it, and I guess that's your bonus, but Continuing on through that, there are some mechanics that, are, that should be played up. And someone's like, hey, man, I'm going to play up to my mechanic that uh, I'm an addict. I have problems with, you know, jazz uh, or whatever it is they're taking, Nova Coke. And they're taking this stuff. You should give them that, but there should be something that comes with it. Maybe they're playing up to it and you go, yeah, it's fine. But you did get a new Nova Coke dealer out of this. You found someone new that you can buy from to help your habit be a little bit easier. It's like a boon and a penalty at the same time. And you're giving them like a 1-1 contact. These kind of things are great ways to reward your characters for staying in character and developing themselves off of what they've already built. So those are some ideas on how you can take things from other games, apply them to the current game you have to do character development. Or go pick up something like Blades in the Dark or Marvel Heroics and really reward your players for doing so. Shadows of the Demon Lord is one of my favorite systems, and I love the character creation, but after that, you really don't talk about it much other than it helps define who you are. I would really like to help define that more. And there is an example in there. As you get new professions, you kind of become a different person. And you play those up because those give you boons. And, and that's a slight version of rewarding character development. I like to take it a step further. 
and, you know, give them something for doing what they're doing. And that sometimes it's a negative thing that gives a bonus, like you have a third eye that sprouted out of the side of your head, but maybe you get a boon to all perception checks now. There are some things that I've done in that game when people are playing to character to help drive that story, especially since it's only, what, 10 sessions, 11 sessions that you play. It's really easy to do things like that. So keep these things in mind. Contacts, favors, gears and items, experience or power, and apply those to the system you're currently playing as rewards for how they develop their character. If your character, the game you're playing, doesn't have a character development, doesn't have background, doesn't have a kit, doesn't have things that make your character who they are, but your player has done it, look through their background and pull out some key parts and say, hey, if you're playing these things up, there may or may not be some rewards for you as we play through. Try it out at home. Let me know what you guys think. Stay a while and listen. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Thank you again to Drew for recording these Decker game pieces for me. I'll, I'll probably be using that stay a while and listen for a, a little bridge or transition in between quite often. So that that's the show. Um, I'd like to know what you guys think. Remember, again, totally free to download Anchor. Hit that call-in button. I'll put you on the show. The more call-ins, the more I know that you're engaged, the more I know you like. I can see I have listeners, but I want to engage with you. If you see me on social media, have questions, ideas for shows, people you want to be interviewed, um, let me know. I just did a live cast on Facebook the other day. Great show up, and people asked a lot of questions. And I need to know people you guys want interviewed in the industry. Is there anything you want to know? As I will find a way to get a hold of them and get them on the show. Patreon, uh, doing really well. Ma- Magic and Monsters, Marks of Men is in its, I want to say, 20th uh, revision. I love where it's going. It's a great high magic, courtesan-style D&D 5e setting. And, and settings are missing. And it's in constant war like we all like. And I really have enjoyed developing this. Castlings are my new race. They're my version of a halfling. They're sloughed off rem- remnants of a doppelganger. And they have this duo personality of wanting to continue the great work of their doppelganger predecessor. And then also of whoever the human was that Doppelganger took the identity from. My drive through RPG store is open. Just look for the EFP or Eric Frankhouse Presents. There's a plotted adventure up right now. You can play it by itself. There will be more for that series coming out. Uh, it's $249. If you want to do a new form of adventure as a GM and you want a new way to learn it, these are what I call plotted adventures and they are audio guided so you listen through them on your lunch breaks or whatever it is and whenever it is you listen to stuff you print out that plot web make your notes you have a map and you go to town and run yourself a good three to four hour game session this is how i prepare and i wanted a way to be able to give it to you guys and instead of writing a bunch of notes i figured fucking audio makes the most sense so if you're looking for something new check that out uh, that's part of the crimson chains uh, adventure path but they are standalones as well but that's it. Um, the only thing I have left for you guys is if you've got some interviews you want, let me know. Like I said before, I will get those on the show. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode about character development. I had a blast doing the E3 stuff. I have a lot to talk about, and I hope you guys do as well. We are in the golden era of tabletop RPGs, and it's, it is amazing to be able to go to a convention with 80,000 other people. And speaking of which, Gen Con is right around that corner. So... I hope you guys have a great weekend. Prep your games. Get ready to have some fun. I will finally be running my game again on Sunday after three weeks. I am pumped to be doing this. 
And I hope you guys have a great gaming experience as well. Remember, watch, learn, and listen. I'll talk to you guys next week.